Candid Conversations with Kimar. So welcome guys to a brand new episode of Candid Conversations with Kimar. It has been two long months since we've been here. Um, I've missed you guys, I'm sure you guys missed me, at least I hope so. But I'm back. Um, the exam season was kind of rough, so didn't get a chance to put out any um, episodes for you guys. But alas, we're here. Yeah! <laughs> a lot has happened since we, you know, last chat on the podcast. There's so much going on, especially right here in Barbados, um, as it relates to politics and current affairs and all that mumbo jumbo. But today's conversation, you know, we're gonna we're still on the UE train, still on the university train, actually. Um, discussing education stuff like that today but before we get into the topic and before I introduce my guests um, let me just give my small business shout out so the, this episode small business shout out is cocktails and tacos so if you know if you guys that love your tacos your nachos your cocktails anything like that they're the place to go um, it's the guy from Tapas, actually, it's his business. The mixologist at Tapas, David Barker, he has this small little taco, um, cocktail, cocktails and taco business. He does nachos, tacos, cocktails that taste really well. Everything is pretty good and affordable to him, I add. Um, I recently went to one of his pop-up shops last month. It was on my radar for a while now. Didn't get a chance to go to the one last one in December. And we finally had one last month in May, so that's been like literally five months. And I was able to go and let's say it was pretty much played so definitely when you guys to check him out on instagram i think his grand name is cocktails and tacos bb and like i said it's affordable food when they have the pop-up shops definitely you can go and check them out i think he also does like for private um private catering and events and stuff like that so all the information is on the instagram page in terms of booking him and stuff like that and the pop-up shops and whatever the case it be so like i said cocktails and tacos bb on instagram they are Truly, 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 you're not going to be disappointed with the food and definitely not going to be disappointed with, with the cocktails because the cocktails are really good. I don't like tambourine and he made like a tambourine cocktail, um, a tambourine beer ball kind of cocktail last time I went and it was really good. It was really good. So that is my small business shout out for this episode. <laughs> So today's guest, like I said earlier, we're going to discuss education and UE, you know, basically navigating your university life in a panada in a pan that we almost in the Panasonic. So accustomed to the Twitter slang, you know, us not calling COVID what it is a pandemic. Every P word replaces the word pandemic on Twitter. <laughs> but the, the laugh and stuff you're hearing, that's my friend Nicole. He is joining me today on the um podcast. First have this conversation. Um Nicole is well he just well just wrapped his degree from uh UE Mona. Um Nicole, introduce yourself, let let us know what you study at Mona. Give people a little something something about yourself. Okay. Hi guys. Um it's a pleasure being here. My name is Nicole. Alright, so me and Kimar are good friends. We go way back. I just completed my studies at UA Mona in actual science. Right. A bit more about myself. I am 21. I go in 22 this year. Besides that, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, I would have been on some execs, executive committees, so BSAJ and some other executive roles on Hall. So that's pretty much it for me. 
I just wrapped up. So yeah. Yeah. So Nicole just said he he studies um actuarial science. Um, but he did he just finished his degree, uh, his undergrad there at Mona. But Nicole, uh, why did you decide to pursue that um that program? What stood out to it for you? Why did you decide this is what you want to study? Well, to be very frank, um, in secondary school, let me, let me tell you, um, I did not have like a, a passion for, for much things. And that's the truth. I used to half-ass pretty much anything that I was doing except for one thing. And that was, that was mathematics. So, I mean, and they had this passion for math from way back in primary school. And everybody could see it, right? It was the only real thing that I was, I mean, honestly ever good at. So obviously, no, you know, going into um, career talks and stuff, you thinking about what's the next step for you and the university and stuff, I would have, you know, done some research on, in essence, what I could do with this math thing, right? So to tell you the truth, I had never even heard about actuarial science until I researched it. So I butt up on it, you know, my Google searches and stuff. I'm like, yo, what is this, right? So, you know... I went a little more in-depth in terms of research. I mean, I asked people and stuff because I didn't just want to like, research it, you know? Obviously, I got to ask some people that would know about it um, just to get a little feedback and stuff, some insight on it. So, I mean, it's, it was interesting. Um, I, I will admit a couple of people, like, it almost sounded like they were warning me against it mm. <laughs> <laughs> because it was it's, it's something so difficult to go into. But uh, which, which actually made me a little hesitant to so, I mean, besides actuarial science, there were some other things that I was looking into. I mean, I was even thinking about picking up my studies at KFL as well. But I mean, there's nothing much at KFL in terms of in terms of like math. You know, a, a deeper branch of math that you can go into. If anything, you're just doing like a a math degree, a basic math degree. You might do a little double major with it. So maybe math and econ. I think that's what I had applied to do at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. so, you know, Kepa was was also on the the radar in terms of um university, but honestly, I just said, you know what? Let me try out this actual science thing. If anything, you know, I would try out for the first year. If I don't like it, I would switch. You know, I mean, honestly, <laughs> if it being real here too, yeah, it, it it pays, right? That's that's something that I was looking at. That's something that I catch my eye too. I'm like, you, you know, coins. Yeah, get to the bag, get to the bag. <laughs> so. What I realized, you know, you make, you make a lot of money in the field. I said, you know, let me try it. If I don't like it after the first year, I could switch out. So going into it and stuff, I realized, you know, in that first year, I had a blend of pretty much everything that I was interested in. You know, um, I had a great uh, appreciation for things like computer science, econ, obviously math, um, a bit of accounting. So the blend was nice. I just, I just loved it. So, I mean, I never stopped and I'm here now at the end. So yeah, that's my story. <laughs> yeah, finally, finally, at the end, congratulations, by the way. Well, we had we had this conversation. Congrats, we sent already, but let me just congratulate you once more on the podcast. But um, you go to you go to Mona. You know, I'm a KFL person. Yeah, you're Barbadian. Why? I can't ask say why, why Mona. Like, how did that thought process come into line in terms of I am ready to pack up and study overseas? Because I don't know how y'all do it. I know I can't do it. So I want to know, like, how was that for you, making that decision? Um, yeah, that was that was very difficult. <laughs> um, but it's, it's like a, it's like a, this. My my family, my other family members have this 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 notion that I am a like a, a mummy's boy. So and it, I mean, it's a bit of truth in it. Um, 
you know, I have this attachment with my mother. I mean, and by extension, just my, my two parents, you know. Um, so I was hesitant about leaving because it's like, yo, I don't want to just up and leave my parents. But at the same time, it's like, um, allowing something like that to stop you from experiencing something that is worthwhile, right? Mm-hmm. As that, because it, it will be worthwhile. And I knew that even without, like, even before I went up there, I knew that it would be a worthwhile experience, you know? Um, getting out and doing things for yourself. I was I was looking forward to it. So, I mean, so allowing something like, you know, not wanting to leave your parents to stop you from from doing something like that, I, I didn't think it, it made sense. So, honestly, I kind of suck it up. I bite the bullet and I trade it. You know, and I and I don't regret it. Um, but to ask you a question, it was definitely difficult. Like I many nights I was like freaking out almost. Like hyperventilating, like, yo, I do not want to leave my parents, but <laughs> I did it. I mean uh-huh. I, I mean, even when I got there the first day, um, I actually cried. And I'm not ashamed to admit it, but I actually cried because when I got in I realized yo, I by myself. Like, what did I just do? I just left my parents and I, I was in that darn room by myself. I just cried. But <laughs> I got over it, you know? I got over it. It was worth it, though. It really was. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, because, like, I always actually commend you guys that take that leap because I am a somewhat mommy's boy also. And it's just like, I don't think, well, before COVID, I don't think I would have been able to pick up myself and go and study overseas. Now, since we had a COVID, since there's COVID and stuff like that, I find it a bit more. Not that, I'm not that I wasn't independent before, but I find I'm a bit more independent now. He gets a lot of stuff done on my lot of stuff um done on my on my own and stuff like that. So I find that you know, I wouldn't necessarily mind now, but mm-hmm. before COVID, it was just like I need to be here. This is where I need to be. And then mm-hmm. I'm only child, so it's just like you know, I know that I know that I know it's gonna be a bit difficult for not yeah. only for me but for but for my mother as well and stuff like that. But yeah. um. Mm-hmm. I would have spent two years, two yeah, but two well, just under two years because when um, COVID happened, you were in your second year, first semester, well, second year, second semester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you, you didn't get any full three years in Mona, uh, at Mona. But how was it like in terms of having to abruptly end those? Well, then that's the end the relationships. But having to abruptly leave um, campus, you haven't been back since twenty twenty. Like yeah. what? How how was that entire feeling? That experience, like you know, just saying saying the goodbyes. <sighs> that was pretty sad, though. That was rough. <laughs> yeah, up to now, I don't even think I recovered from that. Like that was just that was that was crazy. Like that whole I remember the week in which it happened. You know, um, because I mean, let me be real. I don't think any of us were really prepared for you know mm-hmm. the whole thing. I didn't think it was really gonna hit us like that. It'd be a long term uh, something, yeah. Yeah, um, so I just remember that week I was on campus, you know, going to class and everything like, like normal. I think I even had missed semesters that week. And like the first two cases touched down in Jamaica. So, you know, we panicking now. Everybody panicking. And mm-hmm. like, it was a Thursday, yes. It was a Thursday when, you know, the, the whole news broadcast came across and, like, you know, all oh, they got the first two cases or whatever. And quick, so you was like, yeah, like, okay. Shutting down. See you in four weeks. I think they even had a date. It was something in mid-April because that was March at the time. Um, yeah, it was mid-April. Like, yeah. Four weeks, that would put us in like, mid-April. That's when we were coming back. So, you know, I didn't have to make a very hasty decision. Imagine you get up that Thursday morning. You're not thinking about the fact that you're going to be on a plane the next day. But mm-hmm. that was the reality. 
I, I, I was there Thursday. School closed the Thursday. I was on a flight back home the Friday, right? And, I mean, obviously, the persons that I, you know, I would, I would consider, you know, friends and stuff and, you know, have the closer relationships with at the time, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that you would have to tell them goodbye so fast. So, I mean, at the time, too, you'd be just thinking, you know, it's not going to be long term, you know. Yeah. Let me just tell you, let me just say my little um, quick goodbye that you'll see you in four weeks. You know, I can roll back and we can just continue. All right. Um, so, I mean, honestly, that didn't even work for everybody. There were just some people that I just didn't even see, period. You know, so I had to send them a text message like, you know, well, I didn't get to tell you bye, but I can see you in four weeks. Right. I, I never went back. <laughs> you know, it just got worse from there. So, um, you know, I, I, like, like, well, like you said, we just never went back. We was hoping for this year, this academic year that just finished. It never worked out. And yeah, uh, it was a hard hit in terms of friendships. I think what what we're holding on to right now is just the possibility that maybe one day I could come back for the like, vacation or something and then we could link up then. But yeah, I, or maybe even if there's an in person graduation. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if you're probably going back to that. But yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's what we're holding on to. But I mean, even that looking shaky. So I just, it's a hard hit in terms of friendships. It definitely did not end how you would want it to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a hard hit for sure. Yeah, I definitely can understand that because I remember like, you were one of the first people I knew had that had returned from um from Mona, and that were Barbadians. Like I, because literally came, we said like they literally did before, and it was like when they come back on the flight already. Yeah, so that it was like you were out of there in a jiffy, yeah. and then we, all of us, you know, end up being pushed into this online environment. Uh, what were expectations going into, you know, the whole online learning, that this is what we're doing for now or for the future? Like, what were your expectations going into it? My expectations? Um, well, <laughs> uh, where are these expectations met, I should say, too? Yeah, that's, that's actually what I'm about to get into, because, I mean, it was... Okay, does it matter my expectations? Because I mean, it just weren't even met. Is this exactly <laughs> what I it to be? That's the truth. Okay, first of all, I didn't know about the whole doing math on a screen. Because, you know, it's hella math that I got to do. I just, I, that just was not working for me. Right? So there's the doing it, doing the math on a screen. Right? Mm-hmm. Because in, in, the, in a degree like mine, it's much better when you're in a, in a, in a, in a face-to-face session. You could get up actually like go to the lecture in person take the whiteboard marker you know write out things in front of their face and they like, have concepts like explain to you in person you can't do that you do that is just absent in an online setting you know what's doing math on the screen though <laughs> right math in any setting is is headed for mid only math so i give i give props to you because i know that you're a math head you love math and you enjoy doing math but yeah I'm not my friend so i mean there's that and then there's also the fact that um you know i didn't really expect like when the case of the lecturers that they would be so bad at you know using the technology because some of them were just really, really horrible at it and i really, <laughs> I, feel like, I, I feel yeah it horrible i feel like there should have been something in place for them to like show them how to use these things but it just seemed like it just was non-existent so they were just doing their own thing and just kind of figuring it out for themselves so um yeah, that's that that was pretty unfortunate. Um, so you wasting time 
well, they are wasting time trying to figure out life in class, how to use this thing. It's, it's actually burning off class time, you know, so there's less learning because of like, the whole technical issues of, of, of you know, using the platforms as Blackboard Collaborate or Zoom. So mm-hmm. it's, it was very annoying. Um, like I said, on a whole, my expectations just were not met. Uh, yeah, it, that transition was horrible from face-to-face to online. It was horrible. That's the truth. So yeah, that, that answers the question pretty much. That question. I definitely I definitely have to um have to relate because although we like wealthy listeners, we 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 do two very different degrees. Um my degrees in linguistics and well Nicole just completed his um degree at real science. But um I my sentiments are pretty much the same, like a um as it relates to the doing I don't like the online thing personally for me. Mm. Um I prefer the face-to-face classes so and in terms of what I expected for the online environment it definitely the expectations definitely were not met and for us here at KFL I felt that we had the most time to prepare because we were we were one of the um we were the last campus of the three campuses um to be impacted by um by by COVID by COVID nineteen. So I felt you know like proper planning should have been put into place from the initial stages. But you know how we do things here at UV we just, you know, after we have plan A, then if plan A doesn't work, when we release plan A doesn't work, it's like, okay, let's come up with plan B. There's just no contingency planning from the beginning. So that was a bit that was very disappointing because after you guys got four weeks, and then we, I think we got two weeks. Yeah, you guys got gone four weeks, and then by the time we got our case, which I think was the March like twenty fourth or something around that kind of timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was that timeline. We had we had gotten two weeks, so yeah. the semester was pretty much piled. You said you said you had, you had made you had um, midterms, so the semester was pretty much like just in the, about in the middle or just over the middle. Yeah, of the uh, the semester, so it wasn't much to really complete. Um, just the, just the um last half the semester so we had that strictly online and it was I definitely not a fan but i know you didn't get a chance to do the hybrid because we did hybrid um this academy just wrapped to the first semester we, we did a blended approach we had both face-to-face mm-hmm. and online so honestly i don't know if you got a chance to experience that you probably would have preferred that because that that method was actually not bad um in terms of having the opportunity to either go to a physical class if you're a physical person the physical class is being offered the choice mm. was and then because they, they were done they were being done sim- simultaneously so you had the um they actually invested in equipment i, I should add that so give them props for that they mm-hmm. actually had invested in equipment for the classes to be um like for the classes to be streamed simultaneously simultaneously um there were like cameras in the classrooms that we lecture theaters because we I think they had closed all classrooms, well not all, majority of the classrooms. So mainly lecture theaters were being used utilized for lectures and then the hot ass tent that <laughs> there. That I do not know how people go and do a class. But that was a lot of that that was a lot of controversy in terms of having class on the tent. I didn't have any, luckily, but I do not know. I, but, I, I was on, you know, KFL campus a couple of times. I saw the tent. I, I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out what, what this tent was about because it just didn't look like it just didn't look like it was working out for anybody. But, you know, 
it's just for a short time, I guess. It is looking very hot in there, and I, w- I wasn't even in there, and I could just tell how hot it was. Um, yeah, they had people doing classes on the 10, and it was just like, <laughs> the, like the ghetto, the ghetto. That could not have been me, luckily. So I definitely have to relate. Like, in terms of expectations, what I thought, you know, that we would have been um, getting from this online environment, because I was kind of excited, but still cautious, mm. if you get I was just like, you know, let's, let's, let's try this. Let's see, you know, I always, not that I always want to learn from online, but I always wanted to get that feeling. Mm. And I was, I'm very disappointed. I would not wish this feeling on my worst enemy. I'd rather track myself up the hill and do, <laughs> and do the classes to be quite yeah. honest. Yeah. But uh, you mentioned that you guys either utilize Blackboard Collaborate or Zoom. So I want to know if you're Team Blackboard Collaborate or Team Zoom. Like, which do you prefer? Definitely Team Blackboard Collaborate, though. <laughs> Definitely. Why, Nicole? Why? Like, that is the worst thing to mankind. It's just... No, well... I don't know if he was using the same one. I don't know if the different versions or whatever, but it's, it's mm-hmm. just more neat, more organized to me, you know? Um, in terms of accessing recordings and stuff, we had this whole thing set up where you could just... Um, they have, like, this, this separate section folder thingy that you could go in and get the recordings. It was just very organized. When we were using Zoom, I find that the lecturers would have to um like Oh you mean post the recordings. Mm-hmm. Yeah post the recordings. Yeah and many of them many of them f- forget to all to do that. Like, I always have to send yeah. an email like that yeah I, I would say that's the only downside of the Zoom of the Zoom thing for real. Right. So like posting a link I just think that's a little tacky. Like on Blackboard Collaborate is more organized. The the, the from the time you stop recording, the recording just kind of go into like one folder, like automatically mm-hmm. just upload. So I I like that. Is it's very organized. So definitely. But didn't you guys have like a Zoom because like you're when when you use Zoom, your lecturers will send you the link on a whenever the class is, whenever the class is scheduled to be held. Yeah. Are you guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, for us, well, at least enough for my classes, the Zoom links were always on the e-learning like on the, always on the e-learning site. So once you go into e-learning, there was this Zoom icon. Then literally all the Zoom links were like there, and it was like this little portal. It was actually pretty cute. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they got it done, but it's, it's like this little Zoom homepage kind of thing that's integrated in e-learning. So you would see all the classes that would be scheduled for the entire semester. Would, would be there and then just ta- just toggle the next um tab to get to get the recording so it's pretty much like blackboard collaborate but just only like blackboard just it just doesn't work out for me because it keeps dropping out i always have a hard time and i feel like it makes life hard in terms of when you want to share your screen and all these things you have to it's just so so much i'm definitely definitely um team zoom but i may be able if you decide to continue um your studies um about that Mona I don't know if you're heading back to Mona like what are you doing um in terms of are you pursuing a do you plan on pursuing a graduate degree oh, definitely um not not I well I don't have any immediate plans to return to Mona right now I I, I look mm. at here Phil I trying to I trying to get into this 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 hybrid thing that I'm not got again on there because <laughs> I mean Mona I tell you I don't think Mona is getting back into that that hybrid approach anytime soon mm. it's not working out in Jamaica right now in terms of the cases and stuff and mm. I'm kind of frustrated with this online thing I know if I pursue something you know in terms of like graduate program right now is it's just not gonna be it's not gonna be face to face any form of face to face and I I cannot I am about that um if I I got better chances right now at KFL with a, with a hybrid approach. Um, 
So, I mean, it's not just that that's pushing me, but I just saying, since we talking about that, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I bought some of this, this, this face-to-face learning, like, I, I kind of miss it. You, you appreciate it a lot now that it's gone. Right. Talking about missing, mentioning missing things, like what do you miss about Mona? Like in terms of when you're physically there, what do you miss about being on campus? Oh, wow. listen, listen, this is something that I got a whole list. I got a whole list. Uh, first of all, I miss Holly. Holly's is is a very unique thing, but I think it's a is a is a is a blessing to have to experience Holly. Honestly, um, you know the hall never sleeps. Is like a twenty four hour thing. You know, there's just always something to do on hall at any time of the day. You know, I mean, in terms of general campus life, the, you know, campus always active. I mean, the food outlets and thing. I mean, listen, I don't mean to brag, but like KFL just can never touch KFL just can never touch Mona in terms of like food outlets and things like that. Like, you got. I, I can't even argue with that because I rarely ever. The only place to eat from on campus is the Mount. Like, so I really can't argue. I, I probably from campus smart once in a while. Yeah. So I really can't argue with you on that for real. <laughs> uh, they got well, they got KFC, Little Caesars, um, Burger King, places like that. Like, hmm. we went in for we went in for sure. <laughs> so I mean, there's that, right? I miss hmm. I miss I miss like getting up like twelve one o'clock in the morning. Going on campus and like going on a full run, you know these things were like almost therapeutic. Especially like, when you're studying late at night, you just want to get up, you know, um, shake off the stress, you know, go for a walk, go get some food and come back. I used to be doing things one, two, three o'clock in the morning. I miss that, you know. You can't do that, no. <laughs> you can get, you can leave your bar and go to the kitchen, right? I miss campus like I miss holidays. Like, like I miss Jamaica, right? I miss getting off campus and doing things off campus. So yeah, I got a whole list, but I don't want to like. That. By the time I done, like we would have run over the time. <laughs> so yeah, that I get you. That's understandable. Uh, you mentioned um just now about you know doing 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 those things. You find those things to be therapeutic. Um. In terms of having a support system now that you know you're not physically there with those persons who I, who I assume would have been you guys would have been each other's support system like getting through the degree like how has that been different in terms of being now online like do you guys like group chat like what's the what's the thing what do you what do you use to get you through what did you use because the degrees have been has been completed what did you use to get through you know the last year and the semester that was 2020 mm. Last year and a half, practically. I mean, honestly, is I did. Oh, well, it was no. I can't say that I used to. In terms of interacting with, you know, my peers and stuff, especially you know my Jamaican peers, I I can't say that I used to do it a lot. I mean, besides mm-hmm. the casual, um, you know, WhatsApp message and stuff. I don't. In terms of video calling, think no. That's <laughs> because first of all, it's like. <laughs> Using always sitting in front of the laptop screen is this is just enough, right? My eyes mm-hmm. are working from spending hours in front of that top screen. But mm-hmm. I'm not like gonna sit down on a Zoom call, for instance, and talk to these people. Like, no, I it's 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 actually overwhelming. I can't like I can't actually handle that like, mentally. So I like I would send messages and stuff. We talk on WhatsApp, things like that. You know, I always on Instagram. If you want to hit me up on Instagram, we do we do just that. You know what? So there was a there was definitely an absence of interaction, which which is a bad thing, because when we were on campus, when we were on hall, you know, we would link up. We would come to each other's dorm rooms and thing, and we would yeah. just that way, right? 
but it was it's gone it's gone now so i was i mean it's a one-man show for everybody um in terms of my little friend group you just trying to hold it together individually so i i it's not a good thing but it's is a, a harsh reality that we all had to get used to so yeah that's it yeah i definitely get where you're coming from because i feel it's the same way with me in terms of um like i don't i don't really interact that much with my classmates either it's just like if me in class is like okay, I mean, might exchange a few a few words either before the lecture or probably maybe after lecture if there's like if it finished earlier or something like that. But in terms of like having a long conversation, rarely ever would be you know deep into conversation with a classmate or every case to be. And he simply said he would talk occasionally on WhatsApp or whatever, or um just a brief conversation with that, but that's about it. Um and I know I saw some people that would have had like study groups and stuff with their friends like online and stuff like that. Um, I don't know why you said that is not anything that you would have been that you would have been doing. Um, neither did I. I felt like coping, coping for me. I just I exercised a bit and then I pretty much just tried to stay away from the lady like, internet for the computer. That was pretty much my coping mechanism because like, like you said, it was draining. Like being at the computer all day for a class and then doing the same like be- between yeah. classes. Yeah. And stuff. That is very, very, very taxing. Um, I don't know, but you went ten times more tired now in terms of face in terms of online classes than when I used to go to face to face classes. Oh yes, definitely, definitely more tiring. I I don't know. Ah, well, like yo, listen. Um, for some people, I find well, at least the grades is the grades is will saying that. Um, I find some people, I find some persons are like getting better grades now in the online setting. Um, mm-hmm. that's kudos to them though, but me, um, <laughs> is, is, is definitely a lot harder in the, in an online environment for me. So, and I, I know a lot of other people that can, that relate to that. I can, and can speak on that. So, I mean, honestly, if you, if you like making it, oh, if you could say that you actually earn a degree in this, in this setting, um, like kudos to you for real, like bigger yourself because yo, like is. <laughs> Like you said, uh, uh-uh, is is taxing like mentally is is yeah, and I find that, and I find that too. Like people think it's easy because you know it's online, but also what I find, I know that some lecturers try to make it as difficult as possible because it's online. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I, if we, if we used to climb, if we used to jump over ten hurdles before COVID, no, now during COVID I'm jumping over twenty. Like it's just much more difficult. In, in some well, in some ways though, is in some ways. Well, I think it's it's pretty unfair depending on the circumstance though. But mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. some ways, I still feel though that is the wrong way. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's justified because yeah. um, I mean to say that because like in this online setting is a lot easier to like bullshit and get through with stuff, right? You're not being. Your exams are not being moderated. You don't have individual letters, right? When you're doing an exam, you can easily take out a book and look in it and, um, you know, cheat, right? It's a lot easier to cheat. Let me just be frank. But I mean, in terms of them making it a little more grimy for you, I kind of, I kind of understand. I can't say I I 100% agree, but I understand, right? Because it's like, they just don't want you to have the easy way out. They don't just want you to say, you know, you just like half-ass and get this degree, right? You want to feel... Yeah, which I can understand that. Right? But I mean, I, I still can say at the same time, like some of them actually was being too grimy, right? Like, like the other day, I, I heard some people complaining. Um, 
heard some people complaining, you know, like the ash fall. And so why can I'm only speaking for Monada? Um, I don't know how you what you could say for KFL. Mm-hmm. But, um, the the ash fall, and then there was the. Like, I mean the pandemic, right? I'm talking about Vincentian students, um, Vin, the Vincentian students, right? Um, like they didn't cut them slack at all. Like, they didn't ease up on them. It's just they were just going in. So in a case like that, you would just want like the lecturer to be understanding. But some of them, they just was like, nah, yeah. you finna struggle with any other any other national. Right, so um, yeah, I in a case like that, I I can't really say you know it's justified or you know I understand, but um, for the most part, like I said, is is I I get I get I understand that a lecturer trying to you know make you work for it. Yeah. But yeah, some lecturers need to be a bit more like understanding and stuff though. Definitely as definitely talk about the St. Vincent situation and stuff. I know I saw something went out on Twitter too where a lecturer emailed about something or something like that. I was saying or something so the students were like, you know, well, hey, even even if you're not physically in the country, like my family is there. So obviously I'm gonna be concerned. Obviously my attention is gonna be there. So yeah. and they need to be more or they need to be a bit more understanding of um the situations and stuff that we as students um, experience and what we're going through, whatever the case it be. Some are understanding, then there's some that, you know, like I struggle, so you're going to struggle too. And then the person after you're going to struggle. So it's just a continuous cycle. Um, but then there's some really, really, really lovely sweethearts. Like I had one of my lecturers that um, when we had the Asheville here in Barbados, she would have, she didn't change, she didn't change that lane for one of our assignments actually. She was just like, this is that lane, it's going to remain the same. But if you have any, um, Issues meeting deadline given that we you know we just had this whole dump ash that just you know dumped on our um, island. Where case if you need some time, you know to to extension going to to sort that out. Where case be you can just email me and let me know because either you don't know you don't want to put a like I for me I was able to meet deadline still. It really didn't bother me that kind of way. But you know for some persons they had to go and clean, you had to do this, had to do that, like, various other things around the household. Where case be so you don't want to you don't I'm not supposed to sit back and. Say, oh, well, that is just a little minor inconvenience. Y'all can still make my deadline. So you need to be more, more empathetic and understanding what students should needs. And I think that was the biggest thing through this entire thing. Like, I don't think that admin supported us as much as they should have. That sounds very UE. So, I mean, I don't think that the support was there. Um, I don't think that it, because, like, even like the, the part about um, they're looking to raise fees and all these different kind of things, it's just like y'all don't understand. Like, sh- the students, like, our mental health is through the floor. Through mm. the floor. Like, especially for me, I don't know, for, for me, I kind of do it okay. But for, for students that, you know, that come to campus and stuff and that depend on that social interaction and all of that, and accustomed to interacting with their peers and whatever the case, they'd be accustomed to getting their escape through guild events and through the various things that happen on campus, activities and stuff like that. Then if you don't have to have any of that, everything is strictly virtual now. Is like, you know, that little escape you had when you come to campus, pretty much gone. Yeah. So they could have been a bit more understanding to the situation and um, try to appeal to the needs of the students as much as possible. I, I know everything you can't do. Sometimes you know, sometimes you're a bit more. Sometimes your students too are a bit um, a bit demanding. And sometimes, sometimes you demand things that kind of I don't want to say that don't make, don't make any sense. But things that are I don't want I don't want to say ridiculous either. But you get my point. Things that aren't worth the fight. That if that they're more important things to be fighting for at the moment. Yeah. Me? Yeah, so 
I just think that that is that was, that was a main issue. I mean, it wasn't as supportive as enough they should have been. But talking about administration and things on campus and stuff, I know that you'd have mentioned also that you were in two committees last academic year that just wrapped up. Uh, you were all you were on Bar Students Association, the Jamaica um, executive, and you were as also representing your halls. Um, your hall as an executive member. Um, in terms of student leadership, how, how did you find navigating that during the whole online environment and having like planning stuff and this and like, things that you guys usually do for the students or whatever case, but how was that whole experience? Because you you were also, before you were on this, this last academic year, this second year, you were also on, 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 a, on a committee, correct? Yeah. Yeah, 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 so how was the difference? Like, compared to, like, how was it, like, the before and after? Oh, um, oof. it was, I mean, we made it work, but it mm. definitely was, you know, not what, you know, it's not, it wasn't what we would want it to be, but it, we made it work. Um, before, you know, before the pandemic and stuff, it was a lot more fun to do. Like, you, you know, you had, yeah. You had a drive to do it, you know. Um, obviously, you're in person. There's a lot more interaction. There's a lot more like in person events that you could do. I mean, it's a very big campus, so we had access to uh, a lot of resources, a lot of, like um, rooms and you know locations in which you could do different things um, to you know, um, you know, get what's the word engagement. From the, from the other Beijing, from the other Beijing's on campus. So yeah, I mean, like we used to like yo, we used to do some real fun things, you know, games night. We, I remember this one time we do a scavenger hunt, you know. Um, we did a road trip halfway across the island, you know, things like that, right? And it was fun. Then it was it was fun planning those things, you know. It was fun, you know, having people come out to those things. No, in this pandemic, you doing things online, like you doing games night. You night a games night on Zoom, like, like who does that? Like, there's like where is it fun in a games night on Zoom? Like, it is is bland, it's boring, you know. Um, you know, like I said, we made it work. I don't want to come down too hard on it, but you know, it's like yo, you don't want to. It's not. It's not not the ideal thing you wanted to do. Yeah, and you know, um, there was a lot less engagement, you know, which I mean, from from the general members, you know, from the the the. The other Beijing students, you know, that would have obviously not been a part of the exact since you know the the average member. There was a lot mm -hmm. of engagement, which I don't blame them for because you know um, nobody is gonna like nobody ain't gonna feel um, you know motivated to just take out their phone, go on Zoom to have a meeting, you know. So um, it was hard. It, there was, it had a lot of difficulties there. Um, but we still got our engagement here and there, so you gotta be thankful for that. It was just, it was just, it was different. It was, it was bland. Bland is the word. It was just, it's no flavor whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, we made it work, man. Um, mm. I definitely, yeah, you. I definitely would encourage anybody that's listening that is thinking about it to, in terms of student leadership, get into it. Definitely, um, there's a lot of lot of pros and cons. Definitely a lot, a lot more pros than cons. Um, not I wouldn't be doing it for a second time like two years in a row right um, <laughs> it looks it, it looks nice for anybody that's going to employ you that's the truth it's going to speak volumes for you so I feel you definitely should try and get into some farming um, student leadership 
you know, at your time in, during your time in UE. Um, if not student leadership, just like get on a guild committee, you know, get in a club, something, just be involved some in, in some form or fashion, right? Um, I like I said, it ain't all sweet. They got cons. You sometimes just feel it shocking people. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but it prepares you for workplace. You can got people you can work with in the workplace that you gonna want to talk same way that you gonna butt heads with. So is it just it just preparing you for the future? Honestly, you you gonna enjoy it. Definitely get into it. Definitely okay. have to agree there. But before we jump on that rabbit hole. Um, you mentioned engagement. I do have to agree with that because I find that in terms of engagement wasn't high enough. Um, like because in some instances, in some instances here at KFL, I realized that by my own observation, sometimes engagement would be high in terms of online events. Sometimes it's just um low, but it definitely wasn't as high as I think many persons would have would have expected because now you don't have things that are physical. So expecting persons, you know, are home and stuff like that, that they would tune in, say they have to see that they don't have to stay back in that campus to, you know, attend this activity of BKCB. But I think, like, for me to why I didn't attend a lot of things is because, when I'm not saying attend a lot of things, well, I was hesitant to attend certain things at times were um, mainly because they have to be on, online studying for the entire day. It's like you're really tired. So it's just that like, somebody's want a break because after you sit down on a laptop or a desktop or wherever I am doing work, wherever BKCB, I really don't have the energy to tune into what is you're having at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., 8.30, 7 o'clock, whatever, whatever the usual time is, mm-hmm. to, you know, to spend two hours. I really, and then especially something I need to listen or watch or pay, pay close attention to, I really don't have the energy. It's like my brain is like tired because it's mm-hmm. all day on the system because even when you have a break, you're practically still still on the computer, if you get me, because you're going to take, most people, I don't know, but like myself, I usually take my break, I will take a break, then within that break, I will go and start an assignment or I'll continue one every case it be. And where am I doing that? On the computer, so my eyes really ain't getting any rest. Computer, when is it face-to-face? You know, you're a bit more relaxed. You're not spending that much time on the computer as, as, as compared to now. So I definitely want to understand where is that student engagement in terms of online activities was as high as most persons um would would have liked because and that's and that's something I told I told um I would have mentioned um during the election season to when I was competing for um a guild a post on my campus guild um but yeah it's something that I think that hoping that we can adopt like I was saying a hybrid um, approach for those kind of things within the coming um weeks but the semester starting back so so like I don't want I don't, I don't want to think about it but yeah hoping that in the future it's something that they like to do um mm. and not just strictly online events but the thing is is that admin is mainly pushing online events that's, that's, that's the main problem it's like okay Nothing can be done on campus. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Like I would have been on two committees. I was the events officer for my faculty as well as the events liaison on the Gill Events Committee. So those are committees that positions that I had to be involved in event planning. And mm. if you can't do things in person that we usually do in person, how to find ways to you know to be creative and do things online and make things different and stuff like that. I mean, for the most part, it was enjoyable. I'm not gonna lie, I had a good experience and stuff like that on both committees. But in terms of really executing what we would like to be, what we would have liked to uh, execute, that really didn't work out. And then especially after we had the spike in December here last year in Barbados, because mm-hmm. we thought we were going to the second semester 
ending ending the first semester thinking <laughs> what semester two can be better because we know how this hybrid thing cases were done you know we we're like yeah boy semester two we make you we make feel for me and give me a little mm, okay you can have this little event but no more than this amount or you know and then it was like okay december come and the tourists had barbados in iraq <laughs> it was like <laughs> brandy and punani well <laughs> <laughs> yeah every the bus all everything had to be like, this is well june and we still on the curfew like we haven't seen the outside uh we haven't seen outside past midnight since um last year on when well when when it came to weekends because i don't understand like we just here suffering we're here suffering mm. we suffering nicole but yeah yeah about student leadership student leadership uh, has its pros as its cons but like same thing you said definitely more pros than cons like even if you you know realize that it isn't not it isn't for you hmm. but if, if, if even if it is that it's challenging like don't give up i would say like don't give up um i struggle a bit with that myself personally but that is something i'm with that i'm not even gonna get into that right now but like just don't give up, honestly. I, well, what I will say, um, for the last point that you just made, I see that a lot. I mean, at Mona, like persons that some of the persons that are on the guild now, the guild that just got, um, you know, oh my favorite uh, guild of all, of all um, Some of them. Well, you said I didn't hear you just now. You said something. Oh, I was saying my favorite guild of all campuses, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I just, I just love Mona Guild. I love, I love to see it. I'm really excited to see what your, uh, what the guild does for for Mona yeah, this that, upcoming academic year. I, I, I truly am. I'll be here cheering on that KFL, but I'm really excited though. I no, think, I'm not. I'm not excited for my guild. I mean, I'm happy for my guild as well. But I just have this thing about Mona Guild right now that just got me edge of my seat. I'm like, yes. It just feels so. Uh, Danielle, if I could have voted for her, honestly, it would have just been a cast my vote, because I felt I felt her entire campaign through my entire body. It was just very, very, very um well done, honestly. Yes. But yeah, chef's kiss to her. Is she, she is in good hands with her plus, but um yeah, like I was saying um a good side of them, you know, and I mean not even just this one, but from I mean. Um, during my time there, I realized I had people that I was just trying over and over. So, you know, you run for a position and you don't get it. You know, um, chances are the next year, you see them running again, right? Um, so it, 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 you definitely you definitely don't give up, right? You keep trying. Um, I'm, I'm sure, it's sure plenty of them didn't realize. I mean, plenty of them realize, sorry, that, you know, okay, maybe maybe this is, this, this is not ideal. But um, they kept going, and like I said, like a good thing that they didn't know were people that like started out like not getting through. So yeah, it's people like listen. You, you it, it may not seem ideal at first. Honestly, it's just that's just that just that's probably just you overthinking for the most part. But it's gonna be worth it. Um, in the end, yeah. Yeah, but just one more thing I want to add about your guild before I move on. Um, that I, I also say this too, that I like that your guild is it's diverse in terms of ages. They're mainly, there are a lot of postgrad students that are on the guild, and I love that even at the stage where they're postgrad students, they're still interested in serving on the guild. Because compared to here at KFL, it is that our guild is mainly undergrad, um, undergrad students. Other than the postgrad rep, it's just like everybody else is pursuing an undergrad degree. Um, 
well, our our girl president had just been wrapped up tattoos. She was she was doing post grad, but she was girl president. But yeah. mainly here is that a lot of the girl persons are undergrads. So I I don't know if it's the culture here. I don't know, but I must say, it's different. There's definitely a cultural difference in terms of what they see looking at Mona and Kefil. I don't give a lot a lot really at Saint Augustine, so you can't really speak on them. Neither the other campus in um. Look, who does who does even chat for Saint Augustine? Honestly, I, like, honestly, I can't I can't speak on the <laughs> others, but like, it mainly if when they do hop out of KFL world, it's either in terms of UV and hop out of KFL world, it, it hop into Mona. Like, that's yeah. honestly where, where it's yeah. at. Like, so I don't know. Not over there, like, true. I hear you. Saint Augustine, they just I don't, I don't nobody will chat for there. Like, they just ain't got nothing going on over there. They're just a bland campus. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even follow their good elections. Like I, I I I don't even know who who would have been elected. Like I didn't even see any of the posters or anything like that either. Like I know for sure. Well, well, we would have been the first at KFL. We went straight with the bat early. Um, uh-huh. Then I know I would have all. I would have seen you. you uh, I would have seen yours because once Mona, once the people there got it all clear. It was just seeing posters everywhere, videos everywhere, and I, I really enjoyed the um the uh, creativity too. Like seeing all the candidates and stuff that it came. It really reminded me of when I was campaigning too. Like it was a real joy to see. Like it was really really good. To see um, persons, you know, even during these difficult times, still trying to be involved in student leadership, still trying to give back in that kind of way. And for those of you who don't even, who aren't really interested in, you know, an, an official position, uh, but, you know, still want to lay your hand and stuff like that, let me talk to the various associations and clubs and stuff like that, organizations still, and still assist because help is always needed. You can never have too many, um, too much help. Help is always, always needed to be yeah. quite honest plenty of committees out there so yeah they definitely are because i like i wasn't on the guild last year but i was on a subcommittee for the guild and it was i was still able to get that um that little bit of experience within the first semester i should say because after the second semester it was just like we were home and it was just like yeah that was it because all the plans pretty much just went through the window a lot of money and stuff that would have went to Helping with student welfare, which I want to also commend you guys for doing a really good job on um in that regard. Always um, with the senior girl president stuff that working hard to get sponsorship and stuff like that during um the last few weeks, even like after girl elections and stuff like that had gone by and like everybody was working even here at KFL like, Tatra and the rest of the councillors like they really I think we actually reached our a record in terms of um money spent on welfare. They made they reached a new record this academic year. Which is really good. So I love that the money is going to something nice and not being spent foolishly. Yeah. One thing I can commend all you wiggles for not just Mona is that they honestly do have some very good, um, powerful initiatives. They use the resources that come to them. Um mm-hmm. they use them wisely, right? I can speak for Mona in, in this regard, definitely. Um I mean it's a big country, big Jamaica. So they have a lot of resources that they that they can use, a lot of sponsorship um, from different companies. Um, so they have a lot of like, initiatives kicking off, a lot of welfare initiatives and stuff to help out students and things. Um, you know, like here in, in BIM, you know, the Beijing students are financed, but is that's not the case for uh, the Jamaican students, right? Yeah. Um, so they have to find ways, for instance, of, to help finance them, right? So those kind of initiatives are are very common on the Mona Gill and like I said, Big Jamaica, they have a lot of um 
sponsorships and stuff from different companies and they, they make good use of them, right? They have some good initiatives. And on the whole, like I said, I feel like UE, UE, the guilds, the, the, they have some powerful initiatives. So that's the one thing about our school. <laughs> they, they, just, they come through in, 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 that, um, in that aspect for sure. Yeah, I know it would probably be pretty much pretty hard for um in that regard. Seeing the same thing you said that we here are lucky as Barbados students to have already degrees financed by the government and we have to pay a small the um I think it's five but ten ten sixty a year, um, which is pretty much so very small compared to how much um the other students and stuff have to pay. Um so it's really good being able to have that financial support, that backing from these student organizations and stuff like that on campus. Yeah, definitely. It really is. I know they didn't get a chance to show the whole hybrid system as yet, so you can ask your preference because for right now, I know for sure your preference will be face-to-face. -face. But I know if you get a hybrid and you have the choice, you know, to either go to class or not or whatever your case it be, you would probably more, more likely prefer that. I think, yeah. I think that's yeah. best. I think even post-COVID, Whenever that will be, I think that university and stuff like that, especially UV, should maintain having the um the, that choice, that freedom to um to 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 choose whichever yeah. you whichever you um you prefer because you're already invested in the technology, like I said, lecture theaters at cafe and stuff like that are have the cameras and all the software and stuff like that installed and all that mumbo jumbo. So we hate to see that they shelf that after COVID has gone just because they want to go back strictly to face-to-face. -face. I think we should definitely maintain uh, a, good, a good blend of the two is definitely. best all. Because everyone doesn't, doesn't, um, doesn't like to come to class and sit down and, you know, that is not their thing. You can do different things at home, whatever your case to be while you're studying or whatever. Whatever floats your boat, once you get a degree and you're getting good grades and stuff like that, whatever. Even if you're not getting good grades right now, just know you're trying your best, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, but I did, I did hear, but I did hear something along the lines of like you like considering, um, doing things like doing courses online, like even after like post pandemic and stuff. So oh, okay. Want to make it like a, a permanent, you know, um, option, right? So you could like start doing courses online. I think it's also like that for one of the uh, master's yeah. programs, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. There's that. So, when you check those out, you should be able to to see if you if that works for you. Yeah, I, I, I won't be doing it, though. I, I gain face-to-face. Death. <laughs> Once I get the opportunity, I'm gone. Face-to-face. Face-to-face. But, you, you know, you know uh, you'll be juggling. We're speaking this into existence because you know, you know that you aren't... Um, you aren't employed as yet, but if anyone listens to this podcast, you're looking for an employee, Nicole would make an excellent hire. But I know that you aren't employed as yet. Speaking into existence, at that point in time, you're juggling face-to-face -face classes and being employed and all of that, and you think you're ready for that? Well, I don't want At the master's level? I don't want to jump and say, I'm ready for that. Because I mean, <laughs> you won't really know until you in the situation, right? Fair enough, but you'll push I'm, through. I'm open you to get, open the train. I, I, I like a challenge, so I'm open to train. I understand that, you know, what's in store. I mean, you, you take that route. So I, I, I'm willing to try it out, you know? Um, I get you. Yeah. But thank you so much, Nicole, for joining me. It was a really great conversation having you here on the podcast for the last um 
few minutes that we were able to discuss so many things um really glad we got we got into that whole student leadership thing and we discussed the you know ed education and the whole and navigating university in a panic because it has been dreadful it has been the worst and it would not recommend to any to anyone jokingly i'm just joking that's just me joking but yeah if you want to study right now and you think that you could do it and stuff like that you have a good support system which is very very important like you know go ahead and do it like you will not be disappointed at least hopefully, mm -hmm. hopefully. <laughs> but definitely want to thank nicole again and you guys really need to go and check out um cocktails and tacos bb on instagram check them out check them out check them out nicole are you a tacos guy do you like tacos oh no <laughs> I, I i would be lying if i said that i did i tried it once or, yeah maybe once or twice but it's it's not something like yo i can i can eat this again for sure nah nachos because he also does nachos yeah, too. yeah nachos. you can definitely check him out for nachos i know he loves alcohols and he does like i said he does cocktails if anybody listening if you love the cocktails that tapas serve like i said the same it's all just from tapas the cocktails and tacos barbers is his brainchild just go ahead and check them out and you know see what they have to offer also the podcast you have no sorry to add episodes on youtube so for you guys that usually listen you know on your usual podcast platforms you also have no the option to listen on youtube to listen to the um episodes there if you want to once again thank you thank you thank you nicole for joining me and until next time guys i am out of here this episode was produced by taking for granted productions 